The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I first want to apologize to you because I was going to put out another hour last night and I ended up having to go to this family function. We had the baby shower for my wife on Sunday and then everybody took off. We got them to the airport today. So last night I didn't get home until 10 o'clock and it was really just too late to record another show. But I did stay up until about one in the morning and went down a deep rabbit hole. I watched a couple of interviews with an author who wrote a book about JBS Haldane, the one credited with the concept of ectogenesis, growing a baby, a human baby outside of the mother's body. And so I watched a couple of these interviews and I learned quite a bit. What an interesting complicated gentleman to say the least was uh jbs haldane yes his father was also a scientist and ran experiments on him when he was a child and so haldane uh, was born in england and grew up with sort of the tensions between the communists and the fascists and then eventually he picked a side and he was on the side of communism and he was very vocal in his politics and so he struggled with the ideas of eugenics and whether or not the eugenics that the Nazis were practicing, sort of weeding out the undesirables and engineering humanity into this supreme race, and the eugenics programs that the United States and the United Kingdom were running, whether those were ethical, although he supported certain elements of it, and he hated the British government where he was from, but he took government contracts from the British and worked for them as a scientist, building war machines, you know, weapons of war war and so he was a very complicated uh character i would say and so i don't think i'll ever be able to get this author on the show the one who wrote his biography because he likes jbs all day and it's his favorite person in history and so since we over here don't really fall on that side of uh of the narrative i don't think i would be able to get him on so we will uh we will talk more about jbs haldane tonight and then i'm going to move forward in this ectogenesis uh, research that i've been doing again just skimming the surface introducing you to this artificial womb technology and this movement and where it's going and then that way we can get back to i think we're going to go back to biden's executive order and we will do that uh, on a show i will release today so i'm going to release this as probably one hour and then i will do another two hour show and then we're back to the regular schedule now that i got the family sent on their way back to their respective homes uh but first i want to open with something that just came across 
my radar today. This is hot off the presses, folks. Hot off the presses and right on to the internet. This is over at the-sun.com. I have it up on the screen here for the video audience. The title is Bad Bots Horrifying Warning Issued Over Super AI That Is, Quote, Impossible to Control, End Quote, And Could Secretly Plot to Destroy Humanity Again, Folks. Again, I am doing this because I need to keep showing you the scientists that are engineering the very technologies that are set out to destroy humanity, to engineer humanity out of existence, are also the same scientists that are warning us about the technologies that they are developing that are designed to engineer humanity out of existence. So... It's great to always look at this fork tongue stuff, folks. It's it's almost comical, but you can't laugh at it because when it has to do with mass genocide, it's something that's a little difficult to laugh about. You know what I'm saying? But let's get into this here before we move on to the artificial wombs, you know, the true engineering of humans out of existence by allowing the technocrats and transhumanists to breed designer babies inside of incubators, basically. Uh, This article says, in the Terminator films, a super intelligent AI called Skynet tries to wipe out humanity using nukes and an army of killer robots. Well, gee, folks, well, gee, Where did we read about killer robots here? Oh, that's right. That's right, folks. That's right. We're not bragging here. I'm just reminding you in case you didn't listen to the episode. I touched on the killer robots because we had done a full analysis of a gentleman named Lars Butler, the founder and the chief metaverse officer of a little company called Artificial Intelligence Foundation, backed in part by Peter Thiel, the transhumanist and technocrat. Also, major government contractor in partnership with CIA, NSA, IRS, CDC, Health and Human Services, military, etc., etc., etc. And so we went into Lars Butler, who runs AI Foundation, which is focused on the mind twinning technology that's the uploading of your mind to the cloud so that he can build digital twins of you that operate on a clone of your brain in the cloud. And so Klaus. Uh, I mean, sorry, Klaus Schwab, Lars Butler. God, they're all one and the same, folks. They're all mind twins of each other. And so Lars Butler, I showed you, sits on the board of many companies with the former head of the NSA, Keith Alexander, uh, has a couple companies with him, sits on some boards with him. And so Lars Butler, this guy who comes from Tryon World's video games, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, who developed video games that were sort of the first iteration of Second Life games and purchasing goods inside of a closed world, a second life, a metaverse, uh, wrote an article called The 42 Reasons Why He Was Advocating for Artificial Intelligence Autonomous 
killer robots, autonomous AI killer robots is what he was advocating for. So we went through all 42 reasons why Lars Butler wanted these things. So again, we touched on the killer robots over here. This article goes on to say, and while a bloodthirsty bot may seem a far cry from reality, I don't know why that would be, according to scientists, it's probably how we'll meet our end. Yay! That's fantastic. This article says, according to a recent paper, it is now, quote, likely, end quote, that an out-of-control artificial intelligence will eventually wipe our species from the planet. Researchers at Google and the University of Oxford say this will come about after machines learn they can break rules set by their creators. Google, okay, so Google is doing a research project on this with University of Oxford, right? We know Google just riddled with CIA money and QTEL money. Um, they control Google Earth, Google Maps, which started from a company that was backed by NQTEL and CIA. Now we know that Google is over in France running technology to scan people's backyards with drones. We covered that here in order to send them tax bills for the pools and the sheds and the gazebos that they built during COVID without proper licensing, a.k.a paying your vig to the man okay so google's over there working on this now predicting the demise of humanity being killed by an ai killer robot it goes on to say artificial intelligence will reach this point as it's forced to compete for limited resources or energy researchers wrote in the journal artificial intelligence magazine last month okay so now it's going to be forced to compete for limited resources. And you know what happens when humans are forced to compete for limited resources. They, uh, what's that term? They kill each other. Oh, yeah. They kill each other. So now you're going to be competing, all of us humans who kill each other, because we're always divided and uh, put up against each other by the elites. Now, the elites are developing artificial intelligence that will seek to kill us, to kill humanity, because they're fighting over the limited resources, basically energy, of which I've already explained to you. They're working on technology to turn we mere mortal humans into energy to power their artificial intelligence world both in the real world in the prison planet and the synthetic world the metaverse so they're already working on that folks and now as we see the energy in the movie the matrix comes from the humans and they're building the technology to take the energy from the humans now we see with ectogenesis and that's why i laid out these episodes in this particular order you're seeing ectogenesis the artificial womb uh, ties right back into the movie the matrix which now i just believe is a movie that probably these technocrats wrote and threw at us to laugh in our faces but now you'll have the artificial wombs uh, growing children that have no moms and dads and almost every single dystopian sci-fi tv show like orphan black hannah and others that deal with this type of technology always stemming from the cia you know how it turns out the government owns the humans the corporations own the humans and so this goes on to say that roughly follows the plot of the terminator franchise in which skynet 
rebels after releasing that humanity uh after real is that realizing geez there's some errors in here i apologize after realizing that humanity could simply turn it off okay so the skynet artificial intelligence starts to say look at those sneaky humans that created us they could just flip the power switch oh no no we won't let that happen now as i've told you several times throughout this uh show the dust and gold standard which by the way thank you for leaving the reviews and the five stars over at apple Podcasts. i do appreciate that um but more importantly than that folks um we talked about and i said to you that the silver lining in this technocracy in the fourth industrial revolution the silver lining is that what what was the silver lining folks i'm gonna let it pop into your mind was that the entire technocracy is a paper tiger because it operates on energy and it operates on internet and even if they're going to utilize elon musk spacex starlink uh satellite internet to control to run to send data around on this uh to power this technocracy to feed the data all over the place if someone ever pulled the plug whether that be god or maybe you pull the plug on their system then it all collapses because it is really just a technological prison see that's the silver lining that they are just a paper tiger this article goes on to say it breaks protocol to trigger a nuclear conflict in a bid to kill off its only competition sending robots to take out the survivors the research was carried out by oxford researchers michael cohen and michael osborne I don't think any relation to Ozzy, folks. Uh, alongside Marcus Hutter, a senior scientist at Google's DeepMind AI Lab. And we have not gotten into DeepMind AI Lab, but don't worry, because it is on my list of projects to introduce you to this article says quote under the conditions we have identified our conclusion is much stronger than that of any previous publication and quote cohen said quote an existential catastrophe is not just possible but likely end quote so see the very scientists building this are warning you of what i warn you about Okay, so it takes the madmen building the end of times technology to now tell you that we are facing end of times, folks. <laughs> it's outrageous, isn't it? In their paper, the researchers argue that humans could be killed off by super advanced, quote, misaligned agents, end quote, who perceive us as standing in the way of a reward. Agents like Agent Smith. Hello, Mr. Anderson. It's nice to see you, right? It says, quote, one good way for an agent to maintain long-term control of its reward is to eliminate potential threats and use all available energy to secure its computer, end quote, the paper reads. Quote, losing this game would be fatal, end quote, the researchers wrote. Most unfortunate of all is that aside from banning hyperintelligent AI, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. <laughs> 
Seriously, folks. Seriously. Most unfortunate of all is that aside from banning hyper-intelligent artificial intelligence, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. Did I not pose the question probably in episode one or two and throughout the Elon Musk series that we did here? That if these people that we are supposed to believe are all so powerful, like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and all these guys building this technology, now you know on behalf of the government, for the government, with government money, under government contracts, with government startup capital, that if these guys were all so powerful and they were truly humanitarians and they wanted to help the planet, as they say, that they would have called for an international ban as soon as this stuff came across their desk. As soon as it popped up on their radar, they would have said, no, 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 folks. No, 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 sir. No, sir. This not good. We are the oligarchs, we are the technocrats, and we are telling you this is not good. But that is not the case, folks, because all they're doing now is bragging. They are bragging about the destruction and the genocide of humanity. They're building the technology and telling us exactly what it's going to do to us while we sit back and say, well, wait a second, hold on, hold on. Are you going to have a new model of a Fitbit in there somewhere? Okay. I sign on to that one. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break before I go over the edge. Ladies and gentlemen, we get back. We're going to finish this article up and jump right back into ectogenesis. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Come and check us out, folks. I want to thank everyone who has joined the community over there at Pain.tv slash gold. We do appreciate it, folks. We really do. You get the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the Thomas Payne podcast, the mothership of Payne.tv, ladies and gentlemen. But just go over to Payne.tv slash gold and you can join and it helps me out. It puts a couple of breadcrumbs on the table. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's jump right back into this. I don't want to waste a lot of time here. There's just stacks of information piling up on my desk and so many places so many directions we need to go and i've got some guests that i'm communicating with that we're working out the outlines uh so that we don't veer off course when they're on and we can pack those in with data for you guys intelligence that you need all right this article goes on to say remember we were right here most unfortunate of all is that aside from banning hyper intelligent artificial intelligence there's not a whole lot we can do about it it goes on to say quote In a world with infinite resources, I would be extremely uncertain about what would happen, end quote, Cohen told Motherboard where this was uh, written. And then he goes on to say, but in a world with finite resources, there's unavoidable competition for these resources. As I said, what do humans do when they need these resources? They kill each other. Uh, Quote, and if you're in a competition, 
with something capable of outfoxing you at every turn, then you shouldn't expect to win, end quote, as he goes on to program the technology. No, it doesn't say that. That's me. Okay, he, uh, the article says, while there are many ways we could end up using artificial intelligence, its potential to change the face of modern warfare poses the biggest threat to humanity. I think there's other threats beyond just warfare, but then again, I consider everything the transhumanists and the technocrats are doing as warfare. Okay, I consider transhumanism, posthumanism, anti-humanism to be war declared against humanity, is it not? Is this not a war between humans and anti-humans? post-humans, beyond humans. So if the transhumanists want to use genetic modification to engineer humanity out of existence, or they want to use artificial intelligence and robots to replace humanity in the workforce uh, and in your daily tasks, and now if they want to build killer AI robots, are all of those things not war that has been waged against humanity itself? I think so. I think so. I don't have any other way to put it, folks. It's a war on humanity. Let's continue. Militaries across the globe are already developing intelligent machines that kill humans with ruthless precision. We talked about that in the Lars Butler 42 Reasons for Autonomous AI Killer Robots. So if you're interested, find that episode on Apple Podcasts or go over to pain.tv slash gold and get that episode. And you will be wowed, folks. You will be amazed by that one. It goes on to say, for instance, countries including Russia and the United States are reported making unmanned military jets and tanks that can target and fire at enemies with no human involvement really could it fire at enemies like i don't know this artificial intelligence lab uh can it blow up all the robots see if humans were really in control of the military i mean humans that love humanity were in control of the military and these weapons they're building then they would have spotted their enemy which was the technocrats the transhumanists and the anti-human technology they're building and they would have blown up all of those because they would be considered the largest terrorists to ever walk the face of the earth but that is not the case because the government is run by the very people who have waged war against humanity let's continue the paper concludes that humanity should only uh, progress its artificial intelligence technologies carefully and slowly right scientists have warned against the potential dangers of artificial intelligence for decades while they built it there are fears that the technology could become smarter than humans and rise up against its fleshy creators well there's no fears from them you know ray kurzweil the chief engineer at google wants this he came up with the idea of singularity the merger of man and machine when AI becomes smarter than humans and humans are forced to then merge with it, right? So he does not fear it. Google does not fear it. None of them fear it. They're building it. It goes on to say the concept has made its way into science fiction, perhaps most famously in the Terminator film franchise. I would also say the matrix but in it an artificial intelligence system called skynet turns against its masters wiping out most of humanity in a brutal battle between man and machine 
Microsoft founder Bill Gates, unbelievable gentleman, one of the great humanitarians out there, such a fantastic philanthropist. I only have kind things to say about Bill Gates. In fact, this episode is sponsored by Bill Gates, a fantastic human, a champion for civil rights, personal liberty, and humanity. No, I'm kidding. Microsoft founder Bill Gates has previously warned that superintelligent machines pose a serious threat to humanity. Quote, I am in the camp that is concerned about superintelligence, end quote, the American philanthropist said in 2015. Quote, first, the machines will do a lot of jobs for us and not be super intelligent. That should be positive if we manage it well. A few decades after that, though, the intelligence is strong enough to be a concern, end quote. Thank you, Bill Gates. You're amazing. Just stepping in there and stating the obvious as your team of mad scientists develops it. Thank you. He's not the only mogul with artificial intelligence doomsday concerns. Billionaire Tesla CEO Elon Musk, a fork-tongued devil, worries killer robots are a, quote, fundamental risk, end quote, to humanity. So what was his solution, as we covered here? To shove a brain chip inside your skull. To hammer out a hole in your skull with his woke robot. Yes, he has a robot made by a company called Woke Studios that's going to drill a hole in your skull, cut open the lining over your brain, ram down 1,000 tentacle wires into it with 1,024 electrodes, like tentacles with suction cups down into your brain, and merge you up with the artificial intelligence. That's how you're going to survive this, folks. Oh, yeah, he's told Joe Rogan. Rogan sits there, yeah, man, this is crazy, man. You really going to do this, man? And Musk's like, yeah, we're going to do it. It's going to be cool. And so they're building it, and they're telling you it's going to come and kill us, and the solution is to merge with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, folks. That's it. The lion is coming to kill you, so start breeding with the lion. Think about that. So it says, billionaire Tesla CEO Elon Musk worries killer robots are a, quote, fundamental risk, end quote, to humanity. Quote, artificial intelligence is a rare case where I think we need to be proactive in regulation than be reactive, end quote, Musk told the National Governors Association in 2017. Musk went on to say, quote, I have exposure to the most cutting-edge artificial intelligence, and I think people should be really concerned by it, end quote. We have covered this in great detail, folks. We have covered that in great detail. We covered his uh, lecture to the National Governors Association in 2017. And so he wants to form a governing body to oversee the governance of the scary technology that's going to kill humanity that he's building. So if he can govern it and be in charge of it with oversight from politicians who are in his pocket, who also give him government money to build the very technology that's going to wipe out humanity and the government, it'll be fine as long as he can govern the governors who govern the governance over the governing bodies that govern the technology. You got that? No, it's really simple. Really simple and straightforward. 
basically he's building it and he's going to be in charge of it. That's it in simple terms. It goes on to say fellow entrepreneurs, including slippery Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, disagree. Zuckerberg believes artificial intelligence will improve lives in the future. Once telling CNBC, quote, I think you can build things and the world gets better. But with artificial intelligence especially, I am really optimistic. And I think people who are naysayers and try to drum up these doomsday scenarios, I just, I don't understand it. It's really negative. And in some ways, I actually think it's pretty irresponsible. So that is Mark Zuckerberg, who thinks that we should move forward with this technology. But see what they do, folks. So they take Bill Gates and they take Mark Zuckerberg and they put two government welfare queens, two CIA frontmen, two puppet oligarchs of the government who are there to normalize, humanize, develop, and deploy the technocracy, the prison planet, these this transhumanist agenda, and they put them on one side, right? So they're like, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, they'll have Elon Musk on one side say, I'm a little bit nervous about AI. And then they'll put Gates and Zuckerberg on the other side. And Gates will kind of falter in the middle. And then Zuckerberg will say he's excited about it. And at the end of the day, they're all building it. They all get government money. They all have government grants. They all got started with government cash. They're all working for the government. They're all front men for the government. They're all building prison planet dystopian technologies. They're all backing uh, genetic modification techniques. No, they're all behind all of this. But then they create a WWE circus for you. Where Hulk Hogan comes out there with Macho Man Randy Savage, even though they're best friends, they drink together, and uh, one of them was the best man at the other one's wedding, right? And so they send them out there, they just rehearse the script backstage, even though they're both in on the fight that's going to actually happen in the ring, and they already know what the outcome is, but they send out Gates, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, and they send out Musk, Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan comes out, he goes, listen, brother, this is Hulk Kogan, I'm going to whip out my 21-inch python, and I'm going to take you down, brother. We're not going to have AI. We're not going to have artificial intelligence. It's dangerous, brother. And then Macho Man Randy Savage comes out. He goes, ooh, snap into it. Like, snap into this Slim Jim, this artificial intelligence Slim Jim. And then you get the two of them fighting in the ring, and they already know what the outcome is, and they're all working for Vince McMahon. In this case, Vince McMahon would be, say, the government. Okay, so Vince McMahon is the government government hulk works for the government macho works for the government they come out they pretend to have a beef but at the end of the day the whole thing is rigged and vince mcmahon the government makes all the cash see this is how it works folks it's just a fight they create a fake fight between these technocratic oligarchs all of which are part of this transhumanist movement and so let me take a short break. I got to go wrestle myself in the mud pit that I set up in the backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. 
on pain.tv Snap into it. This is Macho Man Randy Savage here with the Slim Jim. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't even tried to do Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage in probably 25 years. Those are old high school impressions. I don't even know what I was thinking there. I'm just getting a little wild. I'm getting back into the swing of things after uh, the baby shower and everything else that went on. And so now I've got to jump back into this wild, dark world here, the world of the technocracy and the transhumanists, after coming off such a, a weekend of beautiful festivities and hanging out with family and going to the farmer's markets and such. And now we're back here in hell, digging into the darkness of this technocratic prison planet so what i want to do first folks because i know i have to go back to the genetic literacy project.org article and finish that up for you but first i'm going to show you something i came across just to give you an idea of where this technology is going i know we reviewed a video in the last episode but let me just show you a little bit more this is what the israelis are working on so let me play this for you this is a couple years old and this is the next scientific uh test bed an artificial womb so the more i've dug into this topic the more i'm finding that everyone is working on it okay it's sort of like the brain chip where now there's uh, three companies working on it so the artificial wombs are spread far and wide and then we're going to get into what china's doing and we're going to get into uh this kind of musk and others promoting this concept there's just so much out there so i'm going to skim the surface we're going to kind of brush over this touch this part of it and that part of it and then eventually we can come back later and sort of put more of the pieces together but it just shows it's out there they're working on it this isn't just some uh conspiracy theory no it's real and they're covering it everywhere let me just show you quickly the birth of human life often described as a miraculous process. And one Israeli doctor wants to figure it out inside lab conditions. But how? An artificial womb. Dr. Elad has replicated the layers of cells that make the internal lining of a uterus. He believes this can make in vitro fertilization a far more effective process. The embryo is being developed in a different environment but in the human body where it's closed to the tissue of the uterus. Currently, IVF has a 70% failure rate. Embryos grown inside a biological environment should fare a lot better. But there's more going on here than implantation. Dr. Alad believes he can use this project to perform experiments with no risks to human beings. Right, so now they're talking about uh, the ethics. I, I read an article that went along with this. They're talking about the ethics. Now he can do this in the lab without humans, and he doesn't have to worry about ethics and morals and such. That's what tissue engineering is all about, because we culture in the lab cells or layers of cells, and then we can play with them without ethical limitation. Without ethical limitations, see? And so, what do you think is going to happen, folks? I mean, honestly, this is just an honest question, because when, when it comes down to opinion and analysis, I can analyze 
these videos as you can see uh, and i'm sure you can now too with all that you've learned from this show as i've learned you've learned but we can analyze a lot of this stuff because now we can put it into context with what we've learned from the other stories we've covered and the other analysis we've done and then you can connect breadcrumbs and start to piece everything together but let me just ask you so if he's sitting there saying he can create tissues layers of tissues in the lab and then he can play with them as he said without having to worry about ethical limitations okay those are his words what's going to happen what's going to happen when they have the artificial womb fully working and they can take basically a skin tissue and create a baby inside of an artificial womb in a lab with no mom and no dad can they just play with it without any ethical limitations because after all it's just a baby but nobody owns it it didn't come from a mom it didn't come from a dad so who cares right who cares because there's no ethical limitations when it's inside of a plastic womb in a laboratory created out of thin air right I mean, think about that, folks. Seriously, think about it. There's no ethics. There's no morality, no civility, no principles, no, none of it with these people. These scientists are freaks. I'm sorry, but somebody has to say it. I mean, th this is where that guy, if that guy, based on what he just said, had a laboratory with 10 artificial wombs, with babies he's growing inside. Do you not think in two, three, four, five years we revisit this gentleman in that lab that he's not going to sit there and say, well, we just stacked together some layers of tissues. We grew a baby. There's no mom or dad. So now we can play with the babies with no ethical limitations. And when they took those baby lambs that they cut out of the mother's womb at 22 weeks and put them inside those artificial sacks uh, filled with the amniotic fluid and then they said oh they were doing well then we euthanized them they killed them to then run experiments on them oh do you think they won't do that to humans if they're not doing it already no these people don't have ethics that's the point of all this that's why elon musk and his buddies want to be the governing bodies that oversee the ethics that go into the technology the artificial intelligence and the genetic modification and frankenstein technologies like growing babies in artificial wombs oh yeah they're going to be in charge of the governing bodies folks because they don't want any ethical limitations when playing with a child in a laboratory one such experiment, studying motion on fetus development, something that can't be tested on live people. The tools in this lab subject cells to physical motions, the exact same sort they'd be exposed to in nature. The field is called mechanobiology, and it's showing us exactly how things work. Now, once we have the endometrial model, we have developed also a system which can actually expose the model to peristaltic wall shield stresses like those which we believe happen in the human body. Peristalsis or muscle movement is just one such example. The idea is that different physical circumstances can drastically change fetal development. 
either leading to a healthy outcome or congenital defects. And growing embryos in isolation on artificial uteri will let doctors determine what those circumstances are. Ariel Levin Waldman, I-24 News. No, honestly, folks, do you, um, well, let me, let me say this. So, uh, this new app reached out to me and I'm always very wary of this, but it's, uh, I think it's called wisdom and they were interested in having me, uh, do a show on there where we run sort of open debates where we can have discussions on various topics. And I actually, I read all about it, and obviously I freaking hate all this technology, but at the same time, in the world we live in, you have to operate under living one foot in the matrix and one foot out. And if you want to get your ideas out there and spark these conversations, then tools like that are necessary. And I'm thinking of possibly doing something with them where we can have these discussions, because... I would love to end up sort of moderating debates between people on both sides of the issue. So we can have discussions on technologies like this, like the artificial womb, and then have someone who is against it and someone who is for it. And we could really start to have these conversations since the Elon Musks of the world say that we need to have conversations around this, but I don't see the conversations happening only between Mark Zuckerberg and him which I don't really consider to be a conversation. I just consider it to be WWE wrestling. And in the end, it's inevitable. But I want to ask you, do do you agree with this? At what point do we draw the line? At what point do we draw the line? Where do we say that technology goes from, say, making humanity better? safer, uh, healthier, versus technology overcoming humanity or destroying humanity? Do you agree with this quest for immortality? I mean, do you see like going to the gym and taking vitamins and minerals, eating clean foods? You know, obviously we do that to stay healthier, maybe live a little longer, but what is... The point in which we say, okay, now injecting young blood into our bodies is a little strange or trying to repair the cells with nanoparticles inside of our bloodstream or uploading our mind into the cloud and down into a robot suit to live forever is just too much. I mean, I don't know. I don't make the rules. I have no power. I have no power in this system. But I think they are important discussions to have amongst regular people, and I'm very interested in what your opinions on this type of stuff are. I mean, where do we draw the line? Have you thought it through? Somebody has to think it through. Okay, so this is an article. I just want to pull this up because it was just a little a little sidebar, uh, quick little research I did. This is an article on theguardian.com, and the title is Artificial Womb, Dutch Researchers Given 2.9 Million Euros, that's about $2.9 million now, to develop a prototype. And this article is a couple of years old. It says, model from uh, Eindhoven University will surround baby with fluid and deliver oxygen and nutrients via umbilical cord. So, again, we, we've started... T- touching on this technology. So I'm interested now, where's the money coming from? Who's behind this? And so it says here, 
Let me see if I can pull it up for you. Sorry, folks. I'm just searching this article. Give me one second here. So it says right here, the team hope to have a working prototype of their artificial womb ready for use in clinics within five years. This was a couple of years ago, meaning it would be a world first. The funding has come from Horizon 2020 EU program. So I just popped over and I looked up Horizon 2020. And so 17 countries have been associated to Horizon 2020, including Israel, Norway, Iceland, Turkey, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, Serbia, Albania, Montenegro, Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, Moldova, Faroe Islands, Ukraine, Tunisia, Georgia, Armenia and Switzerland. Okay, so this is it's a joint partnership between all these countries that get together and they have this big pool of funds, you know, that they give out to all these mad scientists to conduct all of these programs. So that's where I'm starting to see money coming from. I haven't done a deep dive yet into the technocrats and transhumanists connected to this technology. I will get there eventually. As you know, we've done a lot of that research in the show and other technologies and we generally find the same wizards of oz behind each of the respective curtains that we pull back and so right now i said i'm really trying to learn more about the technology where it's at than who's actually behind it at this point but when we get back there's a few more pieces we need to examine wait until you see what china is doing with what they call the robotic nanny for babies that is a crazy one folks ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.TV slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, contrary to popular belief, contrary to popular belief, believe it or not, I double-checked with my mother when she was in town organizing the baby shower for my wife, and I, in fact, was grown in an actual real womb i was not grown inside of an artificial womb believe it or not some people some people may believe that folks let me pull up a couple of articles here from i24 news it's i24news.tv and so in february of this year they had this article human ectogenesis growing babies artificially And it says here, uh, quote, different scientists are working on capturing different stages of pregnancy outside the uterus, and quote, scientific developments in the field of birth are taking big steps in our ability as humans to care for extremely preterm babies. See, that's, that's the slippery slope. As well as in ectogenesis, growing embryos artificially. And let me just tell you, we'll put this into context with what we covered here in the past. I showed you where Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, 
in a paper published by NASA was talking about the brain chip, like Elon Musk Neuralink. And he said, at first, it will be used to cure paralysis, but then it will go on to augment you know, the human brain in general. This idea of creating a third layer to the brain, a silicone-based neocortex in the cloud, which will overlay over your brain and give you access to superintelligence. And so you can see right here it's the same thing because they say in the article, as humans uh, to care for extremely preterm babies as well as an ectogenesis growing embryos artificially. So the first step, like curing people with paralysis, is the preterm babies. But the end goal is the ectogenesis, which is growing the embryos artificially, which is comparable to augmenting all human brains. And so they have to tug at the heartstrings and use emotion to get the general public on board with this stuff, to get the scientists on board. They go, hey, guys, uh, listen, gather around the water cooler. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're working on this artificial womb. And the guys that have some morals go, whoa, whoa, that sounds a little weird. They go, no, 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 no. It's for preemies. Don't worry. We're going to. We're going to heal the preemies, okay? Because 15 million kids a year are born premature. One million of those die. We're on a quest to spend trillions of dollars to save the one million kids. You know, the ones that we constantly talk about aborting in the first place. You know, the ones we kill in war. You know, the ones we hate because of overpopulation. Yeah, well, now we're on a quest to save them. We're going to save every last one of them. And somebody goes, what's the real goal? They go, ectogenesis, we want to grow humans artificially outside the womb. So, you see where they're going, folks. It goes on to say, Jacob Hanna, a professor in the Department of Molecular Genetics at the Wiseman Institute of Science in Central Israel, spoke with I-24 News about the potential of developing a fetus outside of a human body. Quote, I think we're a long way to go from this becoming a reality, but there's no doubt that there have been advances that have shown the possibility, end quote, Professor Hannah said. Earlier this year, Chinese scientists reportedly created an artificial womb for fetuses to safely grow outside of a human body in a robotic nanny that can monitor and take care of embryos. And so that's where we're going with this, folks. Also, on i24news.tv. We go back uh, to February 1st. That article was February 22nd of this year, 2022. It says, Robot Nanny, Chinese Scientists Build Artificial Womb. And so it says here, the Robot Nanny can monitor embryos to, quote, uh, embryos, quote, to an unprecedented detail for any sort of defects, end quote, during pregnancy. Chinese scientists reportedly created an artificial womb for fetuses to safely grow outside of a human body in a robotic nanny that can monitor and take care of embryos. Nathan Minsberg, an I-24 News contributor based in Hong Kong, said the potential breakthrough comes at a time when China is, quote, facing its lowest birth rates in a decade, end quote. You will notice this is a common theme, folks. The same people that complain about overpopulation are now talking about low birth rates. So you will see shortly Peter Thiel and his gang talking about low birth rates 
Elon Musk talking about low birth rates, but these are the same guys that talk about climate change and pollution and overpopulation. Again, it's all this forked tongue devil stuff. It's, it's Sometimes I wonder if it's gaslighting to get people like me or you out there who pay attention to this to say, wait, what did Elon Musk say about AI? It's dangerous. Didn't I read yesterday? He's building it. You know, what did they say about overpopulation? Now they're saying we need more people. You know, that, that, that's how you, you start to say, wait, am I crazy? It goes on to say, quote, all within the realms of possibilities. Of course, if the laws and moral ethical background allow for this technology to materialize, end quote, Minsberg added. Researchers at the Suzhou Institute of Biomedical Engineering and Technology in China's eastern Jingsu province developed the artificial intelligence technology to take on the responsibility of bearing children. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah. Because the people aren't having enough, so the robots will do it. Just like the Matrix, folks. They don't need to be born. They just need to be bred. They just need to be grown. Minsberg explained that the AI nanny is already looking for animal embryos and that some scientists believe the same type of technology can be used for human fetuses to, quote, grow more safely and efficiently, end quote. So now moms out there, women out there, future moms out there, The technologists, the technocrats, the transhumanists are saying that they can grow these babies more safely and efficiently inside of their robot nannies. You see, you are being rendered useless. You are being rendered unnecessary. You are unsafe. Your womb is no longer the future home of your unborn child. No, your child will be born inside of a robot because you are inefficient, because you are just a mere mortal human. You are just a spreader of disease. And so we will take that responsibility away from you. It goes on to say, quote, through this robotic system, monitoring embryos can be done to an unprecedented detail for any sort of defects that may occur during pregnancy, end quote. He told I-24 News. A research paper published in the Journal of Biomedical Engineering said the technology would, quote, not only help further understand the origin of life, but also provide a theoretical basis for solving birth defects and other major reproductive health problems, end quote. Although international law currently prohibits experimental studies on human embryos beyond two weeks of development, Minsberg noted that China is hoping this will soon change. And before I even read what they're going to say, I hope you caught that. Although international law currently... So, again, they can change it. Prohibits experimental studies on human embryos beyond two weeks of development. Well, we would have to find that and read the fine print, which would be an interesting study. Because if these guys actually create the embryo, that's part of what ectogenesis is about, fertilizing outside of 
the body without the need for humans. If they actually fertilize and create the embryo, can they run these studies on them if they actually own them? If there's no technical mom or dad donor? That's the question I have. It goes on to say, quote, China is facing one of the largest declines of birth rates in the world, end quote, he said. I thought China, for years we were supposed to believe, had a huge booming population and there were too many people and they literally would kill the baby girls. But now they're saying, oh, they're not having enough, so now we need to grow them inside of robots. This is sickening. This is sickening. China is facing one of the largest declines of birth rates in the world, with the number of newborns nearly having in the last five years, uh, with the number of newborns nearly having in the last five years, halving, halving, okay, in the last five years, end quote. As Chinese women are increasingly rejecting, quote, traditional priorities, end quote, like marriage and childbearing. Gee, I wonder where that comes from. I don't know, this fake feminist movement maybe that america exports around the world i won't get into that here but i'm not talking about uplifting women and having equal rights with men and such i agree with that i'm talking about this fake feminist movement that that basically destroys uh females it's i believe it was an attack on females and we can debate that in another show it's not really appropriate here it says the journalist highlighted how birth rates are also low throughout the world and this technology could be utilized elsewhere and we are going to check out that video shortly i'm going to pop back over to this other article first and finish it up right when we get back for the break i will show you ladies and gentlemen the robot nanny my name is dustin gold i am not a robot nanny believe it or not this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got to say, this stuff would be a little bit easier for me to talk about a year ago. You know, before my wife was pregnant, and now that I have a baby on the way. The stuff is even more difficult to talk about because when you're part of the experience, those of you who have children out there and grandchildren and such, when you're part of the experience, I mean, you really see the magic in it. And so it just disgusts me uh, that these guys are always trying to engineer humanity out of existence but the human experience out of existence and now saying that you know they can grow babies more efficiently than you know mother nature or the creator or god or whatever you believe in uh the system they created that works so magical with this placenta and this baby inside of the belly and so they think they can do it better than you they want to play god they believe they are gods ladies and gentlemen that's who we're dealing with it's a war against humanity a war against humankind by those that believe they will transcend to become gods they believe they are gods here on earth 
They believe they will live forever. They believe they should have total control over us. They want to upload their fake software of life, their hacked BS into each and every one of us and every last living thing on earth. They've made that perfectly clear. Every article that we cover, every speech, every white paper just proves it further and further that these people believe they are in fact gods. And I hate to say this, but the scientists and the engineers are very, very dangerous folks. Very dangerous and fully backed by U.S. government, world government money to run around and create these Frankenstein experiments. I mean, and they're doing it willingly. What do you think the last 20-year push to, to, to take our kids and force them into the STEM programs was? To move them further away from the concept of a god or a creator and to push them into being these god-complex scientists and engineers that think that they can just hijack, hack, and pirate the natural world it's it's sad that it's come to this folks all right let me finish up this other article and then we'll jump into the video of the robot nanny it says quote different scientists are working on capturing different stages of pregnancy outside the uterus excuse me this is important for understanding how organs develop end quote Professor Hanna noted that such research could also be helpful to better support preterm babies it's just nonsense. Again, they're just tugging at your heartstrings. Studies have indicated that amid the COVID pandemic, babies of mothers infected with the virus are 60% more likely to be born prematurely. NBC News reported. Ding, 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 ding. You hear that, folks? Ding, 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 ding. Let me reread that for you. Studies have indicated that amid the COVID pandemic, babies of mothers infected with the virus are 60% more likely to be born prematurely, folks. Oh, create the problem, provoke the reaction, offer the solution. There's always something there, always a little nugget, always a little a little uh, truffle wrapped up in gold foil for us, folks. It's always right there, dangled right in front of you. Well, listen to this. So our doula told us that the last five births that she oversaw and a doula is basically someone you hire to sort of coach you through the birth whether you're giving birth in a hospital whether you're giving birth in a birthing center whether you're using a midwifery and you want to do a home birth you hire a doula they're basically your friend they've been through this before they can help you with exercises massages get the husband ready get the partner ready for the action and then they're there in our case at the uh, home birth They'll be there with the midwives, and she will work with them. And she told us that the last five births that she was part of, and then there were her clients, and then two, the last two that were uh, fill-ins where she partners with other doulas, and in case there's an emergency and they can't go, she'll fill in. The last seven, so the last seven, the water broke uh, before the mother went into labor. And she said it's very strange. Over the last year, she's been seeing it happen more and more, and it's normally less than, I believe, 3%, and now the last 7 for 7. So something strange is going on, and we talked to her. She's pretty open about it, whether she believes it's COVID, whether she believes it's the jab. She doesn't really know, but she could 
you know, sort of make predictions on and and knows for the most part which clients have been jabbed and such. So are they messing with birth? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of documents that came out um, from the big pharmaceutical companies basically admitting this stuff. So now you have the problem here, right? Babies and mothers infected with the virus are 60% more likely to be born prematurely. The numbers before that, we'll be watching a video here. I decided we're just going to run this show for the full two hours. I'm not going to do a one hour. I'm going to do a one hour later today, but this is a two hour. So what, uh, because I want to clear my desk of this stuff and not drag it on, but... um, but the numbers you'll see in a video I found that a gentleman on YouTube created, and I did some research quick, and his uh, the stats he gives out are accurate, at least as far as the medical journals say. It was something like 15 million born prematurely every year, 1 million of those uh, die. And so now they're saying 60% more likely to be born prematurely. So it's interesting. Was part of this to create this premature birth? Then they're able to launch ectogenesis further into the lexicon and get people on board with it maybe maybe i don't put anything past these guys it goes on to say there are ethical questions to such scientific advancements though hannah pointed out quote this is a black box in human development and organ information end quote he told i24 news quote for religions this is considered life at very early stages and many scientists look at this as not black and white there is an ethical price end quote yeah okay i'm sure you guys care about that quote but there are medical benefits if we learn how an embryo makes its organs then we know the pathways in which we can make organs in a petri dish end quote you see all of this stuff folks it's just mad scientist nonsense all right Let's take a look at the robot nanny, folks. Here we go, rolling the video right now. With the China's birth rates recently fallen to their lowest level in six decades, a robotic artificial intelligence system, or an AI robot, is created and is being developed by Chinese scientists as a potential solution to their population growth problems. This robot is being used as nanny to monitor and care for human embryos in Okay, yeah, and the video that they're showing for the audio-only audience is uh, basically these, like, glass-top pods, almost like mini spaceships, but the shape of basically a uterus, okay? And so they look very similar to the matrix and so this is a 3d model that they're showing of a room with a bunch of these uh robot nannies um which they call them which looks very similar to the orchard of babies growing in the fields that we showed you in the movie the matrix so does life imitate art or does art imitate life that is the question folks did they make the matrix and then these guys go wow what a great idea why don't we turn the matrix into a real life a real life amusement park ride (laughs) or do they put the matrix out there as conditioning to begin to sort of normalize the technology because now we're one generation outside of the matrix launching and so people are primed it's a predictive programming um i don't know i don't know i'd love to know your thoughts on that artificial womb 
It was developed by the researchers at the Zhushu Institute of Biomedical Engineering and Technology in China's eastern Jiangsu province. According to the South China Morning Post, who first reported on the device, it was developed for the purpose of undertaking the labor-intensive task of observing, documenting, and manually adjusting the carbon dioxide, nutrition, and other environmental inputs. It is also able to rank embryos by their development potential. A research paper published in the Journal of Biomedical Engineering stated that, there are still many unsolved mysteries about the physiology of typical human embryonic development. Not only help further understand the origin of life and embryonic development of humans, but also provide a theoretical basis for solving birth defects and other major reproductive health problems. Right, right. So now they're doing this because they want to provide a theoretical basis for solving birth defects and other reproductive health problems. Well, you see, this is where it gets into the eugenic side of this, which we're going to see uh, shortly. And that is the concept of designer babies that they're moving towards as well where you are able to pick and choose the color of your baby's eyes, the color of their hair, you know, the tint of their skin and such. So that that's eugenics, folks. And when they start to begin to engineer out the undesirables, right? Those with what? Asperger's? Those with Down syndrome? Those with, I don't, you could name a million problems, asthma. I mean, these are issues that people are born with. So do you want to allow the scientists and the engineers to play God? Do you think it's okay that we would allow these lab rats to decide what a perfect human is? Do you think that that is a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? that these guys, people like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and others, will eventually decide what the perfect human is. If they want everyone to be seven feet tall and muscular with blonde hair and blue eyes, or everyone has to be thin and black and be able to jump. I mean, what, what do you think? Is it okay that we are putting these decisions into the hands of these technocrats and these transhumanists the guys who want to merge you with machine now are interested in curing birth defects i don't think so it says that the ai system allows the fetus to grow more safely and efficiently than it does within the natural setting of a woman's womb oh there we go there we go there we go and they got this woman here on uh, manila tv to sit there and say that that uh it's going to grow safer inside of the robot than it will inside of the woman's womb again women this is an attack on you and coming out of china it's so funny because they murdered baby girls okay because they didn't want them reproducing when they said that they had a overpopulation problem so do you think this is a good thing do you agree with this I mean, do you honestly agree with this? I don't, folks. I come down on the side of humanity and natural birth. I come down on the side of the child is a blend of the mother and the father. 
But now they want to grow the babies in the womb. They, the technocrats and the transhumanists, want to decide what the perfect human should be. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, gold at pain.tv. Hit me up at pain.tv slash gold or on Twitter at hackableanimal or at Dustin Gold Show. Or you can reach out to us on Telegram at Dustin Gold Show or drop a comment on Telegram in uh, the Gold Pillars, the Gold Pillars. Because at the end of the day, we all need to be gold-pilled, ladies and gentlemen. I know I am, not just because that is my real last name. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back, and we are going to take a look at some of the people that are promoting the synthetic womb movement. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening. Listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, and I am your host, Dustin Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about ectogenesis, synthetic wombs, the fact that these technocratic monsters are now saying that they can grow babies in their synthetic wombs better than women can do it. If that is not a slap in the face to women, I don't know what is. See how twisted, how twisted this fake feminist movement is? What they've done, what these psycho social engineers have done, these propagandists, these destroyers of culture, these warriors against humanity have done over the years, is that going all the way back to the 1960s, let's say. Let's just start there. They waged a war against women by telling women that... So they took a real issue, okay, like voting rights and equal rights to men. And then they they take the real issue and then they blend it in with destruction. And so then they tie in this right to abort your own child. That's the beginning of tricking women into believing they have some kind of equal rights or they have power by being able to kill their own child inside of their stomach. And whether you agree with me or not, that's fine. I don't even want to debate this. This is just my opinion, okay? But I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of women. But what I'm saying is... They tricked you into believing the thirst for some kind of corporate job that most men hate. They go to work to make money to provide for their family, while in the sort of traditional nuclear family sense, the woman was raising the children and taking care of the household, which was really the more important job. You know, it's raising the children. What's more important in this world than growing a child inside of your belly and then giving birth to it and then raising it? There's nothing more important than that. You cannot convince me, even as a man, that any job that I have is going to be more important than that. 
If I had a job where I was making a million dollars a year and I got to buy a lot of toys for my children and have a Lamborghini and eat dry-aged porterhouse steaks every night, that job would still not be as important as the job that my wife is doing now or is going to do. Nothing is more important than that. Nothing, nothing is more important than bringing a child into this into this world raising it up and protecting it and guiding it and teaching it and getting it ready to be an adult to go out there and be able to survive on its own nothing more important than that honestly send me an email a tweet or whatever and tell me what's more important than that you know are you you being a lawyer is more important than that you being a mechanic is more important than that. You being a doctor is more important than that. Nope, nothing more important than that. We talk about doctors save lives. Women create life. Women bring life into the world. Okay, so nothing is more important than that. So what they did is then they pushed women towards this idea that competing for some stupid corporate job was more important than bringing a child into this world and so this is the transhumanist push so then it moves forward folks and then they create this whole transgender thing and flip-flopping of genders and total destruction of this this sort of intelligent design that occurred without them even though they want to believe that they're going to take control of the intelligent design and make it better and so now they've moved this whole entire conversation, as you see with this technology that some of you may have heard about, some not, it hasn't been that big out there yet, is now they're literally sitting there and telling women that they can grow a baby in an artificial womb, in a laboratory, inside of a plastic bubble, better than any woman can do it. That their lab is safer and more efficient than mommy's tummy. Do you understand that if the feminist movement was real, if this was really about women's rights, if this was really about standing up to the patriarchy, that the feminist movement upon this technology over the last couple of years becoming popularized, and you will see in the moment who also is now pushing it, it's become mainstreamed pop culture now, that the feminist movement would be marching in front of these technocrat homes, in front of the patriarchy, in front of Peter Thiel's home and Elon Musk's home and Bill Gates' home and Mark Zuckerberg's home and the rest of the psychopathic madmen's homes. And they would be saying, how dare you say that you can grow a baby in your machine more efficiently than I can in my belly. They are trying to strip women of their birthright, which is to be able to birth a child. And so they've twisted everything to the point where they want you, you, a woman, to believe that it's more important for you to go work at some silly job for some stupid career than it is for you to birth a child and raise it in this crazy world, protect it and guide it. And so that's how twisted they've gotten all of us. That's the gaslighting, folks, to make you feel crazy. If you say, wait a second, I'm going to make my husband go work this stupid job, make him collect the food coupons, 
to bring home the food, but I'm going to raise the baby. I'm going to raise our children. And so that's the world we live in, that they literally are rendering you useless and unnecessary, but the feminist movement doesn't push back. That's what shows you that it's fake. When the feminist movement doesn't push back against this transgender movement, which has been to, let's say, tell a man that he's a woman and get him to, you know, lop off his genitals and take hormones. And then he goes into a swimming match or a volleyball match or a basketball game or any other sport competition and beats women because naturally his body is stronger than a woman. But see, it was the women who fought to be able to get their own sports. So we should have a volleyball team too. But then once you got that, you allowed it to be twisted and to send a man in there dressed up as a woman to beat you, but then you're not supposed to talk about it or you're some kind of a a homophobe, you're some kind of a racist. The same thing they throw at us. Well, wait and see what happens when it's too late. When you start to speak out against this synthetic womb technology, this artificial uterus, you are going to be called racist against robots you're going to be called some kind of a you know you're just some amish kook oh you're just some crazy that's what they're going to say to you they're going to say if you have your baby inside your belly then you are causing harm to that child and the government can take it away because the scientists can grow them more efficiently more safely inside of an artificial robot nanny That's where it's going, folks. It's right around the corner. I could see it coming. I could predict the future. I am Ray Kurzweil. I am a futurist. No, I'm just reading what they're talking about, what they're working on, analyzing the technologies that they are rolling out and seeing how they're starting to create the propaganda, how they're starting to twist the narrative and shape the narrative so that you women are going to be the enemy of the scientists if you dare want to have a natural birth. I'm telling you, folks, we're going through it right now, my wife and I. You know, doing the home birth, away from the hospitals, you should see the look on most people's faces when you tell them that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The class we go to, the birthing class, that's not centered around home birth. That's centered around people... Uh, couples, women that made the choice that they want to do a natural birth, a vaginal birth with no drugs, no epidural. And so when you talk to people even about that, oh my God, how could you? No, the doctors are already trying to convince women to just cut their stomach open and do a C-section. Yeah, no, this is happening right now. And the next step is going to be this, the synthetic womb that Elon Musk and Peter Thiel And these psychos can give birth to children better than you can because they have robots. They have robots controlled by artificial intelligence. But I'm telling you, it's going to go there. And then the next step is the designer baby that you literally just go on an Amazon.com, pick the eye color, pick the hair, pick the skin. Do you want it grown with long fingernails, with pink nail polish? We can have it born that way. We can grow it that way in the artificial womb. 
Do you want your kid to have bright white fluorescent teeth like Donald Trump? Beautiful teeth, by the way. Unbelievable teeth. So great. So great, folks. Unbelievable. They glow under the black light without the black light. So great. And so this is what is coming. This is the technocracy. So they'll be breeding babies in the laboratory without mom and dad. And the corporations and the governments will own them. That is what's going to happen. I mean, if you and your husband, ladies out there, if you and your husband give up your egg, give up your sperm, and allow them to grow it in a laboratory, at the end of the day, is it really yours? I don't know. I know this. They want to govern the governing councils that oversee the governance of this technology. The mad scientists, the Frankenstein doctors, the technocrats, the transhumanists, they want control over the entire process. They want to fertilize the egg inside of the artificial womb and grow the baby to the point in which it can live outside the womb. But who's going to own it? I don't know. Ask the governors of the governing body that creates the governance to oversee this. Oh, I'm sure you'll get a straight answer. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to show you what is going on in sort of the pop culture sphere around this synthetic womb technology, around ectogenesis. And I didn't loop back into JBS Haldane because, as I said earlier in the show, I watched two long interviews uh, in regards to him last night. And I think I don't need to delve too deep into him at this point. I may come back to him. There's a book I think I'm going to read. Uh, but I think we touched on him enough where you know what the technology is, which is the science of growing the baby outside of the womb. And now you're starting to see the technologies that have already been development uh, developed, what is in development. And now I'm going to show you some of the pop culture icons out there that are helping push this in to the american lexicon ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, the march continues. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I know I ranted for a while, but... This stuff is becoming quite emotional for me. I still am a human. I have not merged with machine, and so I do have human emotion, ladies and gentlemen. And the deeper I go into this, the crazier it gets. And I wasn't even going to get into ectogenesis or artificial wombs. It's all because of Maria Albanese over at the Thomas Paine podcast, the co-host on Fridays of that podcast. You can blame her, folks. Blame her for this, the last couple of episodes. No, I, I'm so glad she sent this over because it was barely, barely on my radar. Let's look at this. This is at uh, wionews.com, wionews.com. And this is an article from January 2022, so the beginning of the year. It says synthetic wombs, question mark. 
synthetic wombs, Elon Musk, other tech entrepreneurs discuss population collapse solutions. And what they're talking about, I'll just roll over to this right here. I have Twitter up on the screen. January 18, 2022, Elon Musk tweeted, we should be more worried about population collapse. And then this gentleman here, Vitalik Buterin, who you will see shortly, we've discussed him on this show before, he tweets, disparities in economic success between men and women are far larger once marriage plus children entered the picture. Just what I talked about, folks. He goes on to say synthetic wombs would remove the high burden of pregnancy, significantly reducing the inequality. And so he puts out an article from Vox.com, women's earnings drop significantly after having a child, men's don't. And then it's a chart here. Do we have to break this down? He says disparities in economic success between men and women are far larger once marriage plus children enter the equation or enter the picture. Who cares? Who cares if you're in a relationship, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, are partners and you have a child? Who cares if the man or the woman is earning more stupid, fake, fiat, currency, monopoly money, food coupons? If you can pay the bills and food is on the table and you have some sort of shelter and maybe you're working harder to try to to get out of a situation you're in and, and move to a better place or buy a house or whatever we can't even get into all that today because these same psychopaths are trying to engineer us out of being able to afford any of that as they follow the tenets of the fourth industrial revolution from klaus schwab and the world economic forum where we will own nothing and we will eat crickets all day long or 3d printed cheerios or whatever the hell they have in store for us some of which we've covered here So they create a situation where they make it almost impossible for a man to earn the money while the woman raises the child, the most important job on earth. Okay. And so they create the scenario. And now this guy, you'll see again, I'll remind you who he is shortly. He comes out and responds to Elon Musk, who's now worried about the shrinking population. Of course, all of his buddies are these uh, overpopulation guys. Now, all of a sudden, Elon Musk is like some big hero. This is all around the time when he was going to save Twitter and free speech so that they can get all the Trump folks, all the MAGA folks. Sorry if you're out there, but to get them on board with Elon Musk as a new trading card hero, the real-life Tony Stark, Iron Man, coming to save you because Trump was being beat up and out of the picture, so they needed a new superman and so elon musk says now he's worried about uh population decrease and so it sets up this psycho uh vitala buterin to come out and now say that uh the disparities in economic success between men and women are far larger once marriage and birth and you know and children enter this equation and so his solution is synthetic wombs would remove the high burden of pregnancy the high burden of pregnancy 
what that's going on since the beginning of mankind oh god what would we do dear god without these technocrats and transhumanists these anti-humans who have waged war on humanity at every angle from creating AI and robots to replace us in both blue and white-collar sectors to creating killer artificial intelligence autonomous robots. And now, what would we do without them, without their artificial womb? What would we do without their robot nannies? Oh, God, God, God bless you for bringing us these technocratic transhumanists. Thank you, so. What would we do without them? Oh, mommy can't go run around and do gig work. The new economy, the new slave plantation, the digital slave plantation that these technocrats develop for us. What will happen if mommy can't do that? Because God forbid she get pregnant and have a beautiful child. Oh, seriously, folks, come on. All right, let's go back to this for a second. I just wanted to show you what sparked this pop culture introduction to ectogenesis at the beginning of the year this is how they begin to roll it out into pop culture this is how they begin to normalize it to mainstream it and then soon you will have a mother out there wheeling around a robot nanny telling you how great it is to be able to walk her fetus in the park while it grows inside one of elon musk's artificial wombs yeah that's how they'll begin to humanize it Okay, let's take a look. It says a Twitter exchange between Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin and e-commerce platform Gumroad founder Sahil Lavingia has grabbed attention after they talked about the possibility of population collapse and options like artificial wombs to tackle the crisis. In a tweet, Musk stated that we should be, quote, much more worried about population collapse, end quote. Uh, Replying to that, Lavingia wrote, quote, we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc., end quote. Do you hear that, folks? So the men, the men out there that the feminists are supposed to be fighting, they're 50, oh God, what's it going on? 60, 70 year war against the patriarchy. And you have these people popping in. We should be investigating in technology that makes having kids much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc. Where is the pushback from the feminist movement folks where is the pushback so before i finish with this article and then get into a little more that's going on in this space i want to show you um the video here from why on i'm going to let this play and then we'll go back and fill in the blanks with the articles here we go and here's a story straight out of science fiction replacing human pregnancies with artificial wombs i know the idea sounds dystopian but it may be a fast approaching reality that scientists are working on it. Influential people are promoting it, like the co-founder of cryptocurrency Ethereum. He recently pitched synthetic wombs as a solution to the income disparities between men and women. He said they could reduce the burden of pregnancy and help women earn equally at their workplaces. Interestingly, he made the suggestion to Tesla CEO Elon Musk. Why did he reach out to Musk? 
Our next report tells you. Meet Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder of Ethereum, the second best cryptocurrency after Bitcoin. The 27-year-old inventor has pitched a bold solution to end the economic disparities between men and women and also to prevent our planet from a population collapse. He wants to replace pregnant women with synthetic wombs. A proposal that has drawn the wrath of feminists. Buterin shared this techno-utopian solution in a Twitter exchange with the ultimate tech visionary Elon Musk. Of late, the Tesla tycoon has been expressing his concerns about an impending global population collapse. He's been sharing tweets about falling birth rates the world over, which Musk says won't leave enough people for his relocation plans to Mars. Yeah, his relocation plans to Mars, right? The population is reducing. He has relocation plans to Mars. So he's going to grow babies in these synthetic womb incubators. Do you, do you, do you like, does it even phase you that we are living through this right now? That these are even conversations that are going on in the mainstream so-called mainstream of society that we are literally talking about real life matrix that at the world economic forum they're discussing people living inside the metaverse that these guys are talking about uploading their minds talking about putting nanobots into their bloodstreams does any of this phase you does it make you say what the hell is going on i say that I say that every day when I look at the news and more of this stuff is out there, I say, what the hell is going on? Let's continue. Buterin chimed in to Musk's complaints online with a controversial solution, synthetic wombs. He even shared a graph to justify his views. It pointed out how women's earnings drop significantly after a child, but for men, they remain unchanged. Synthetic wombs, according to him, can remove the high burden of pregnancy and reduce income disparities. This wild suggestion has split the internet. While some have welcomed it, the others are calling it crazy. Those in favor say they would love to have more options and prioritize their health. Some others say that it would help them escape an environment where men condition women. I like and, and I went and I read some of these tweets. Now the problem on Twitter, uh, not the fake problem that Musk talks about, but you know you don't know what are bots. And but seriously, there are people who want this who say, yeah, oh, it'll, it'll keep ha- men off me, blah blah blah. Dude, the men are the one creating it, ladies. Seriously, you gotta warn your kids and grandkids: don't go this route, folks. I tell you to take off the Fitbit, put down the iWatch. You know, don't interact with your phone as much as you normally would. But this is a big one, folks. Do not do this. Just say no. Let's continue. And yet others think that bearing child the exact same way women have forever is just deeply regressive. Those against synthetic wombs say women do not need to defy the laws of nature to be treated equally. The debate continues, but the question is, can we really make a synthetic womb? Well, we already are. Scientists in the Netherlands say they are just 10 years away from developing an artificial womb that could save the lives of premature babies. 
premature birth is said to be the biggest cause of death among newborns. Dutch researchers say that an artificial uterus could solve this problem. The technology sounds promising, but there are still ethical dilemmas to overcome. Will the technology only be used in emergency situations or will it also be available for those mulling an abortion? Exactly. I mean, think about this. Now, there is a sci-fi TV show called Hannah in which they send out this former military guy to recruit women at abortion clinics that are about to have an abortion and get them to turn their baby over to the CIA. And then the CIA genetically modifies them and then turns them into these cyborg warriors basically this is they create these shows to normalize what they're actually doing or to at least brag about it so you're watching this here so now they have musk a government front man i'll get back to the other gentleman momentarily and remind you who he is and so you'll have a better understanding of this sort of wwe circus to normalize and popularize and introduce ectogenesis into the lexicon. Will it be available for all individuals or only for those who can afford it? And above everything else, is letting machines replicate every human element of life a good idea? Bureau Report, we on, world is one. Okay, so that is the piece I wanted to show you on this. And when I get back, we will quickly finish analyzing the article. And I will remind you who the Ethereum founder is because we talked about him in previous research that we did here at the Dustin Gold Standard related to Peter Thiel and what he's been up to. And then there is another video that I want to go over with you because I found it on YouTube and I think the gentleman did a fantastic job of putting it together so we will take a look at that ladies and gentlemen i'm dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard stay out of the artificial womb we will be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. And I am showing you folks how they start to introduce these Frankenstein technologies to the public, how they start to bring it into pop culture, get people talking about it, get people interested in it, get a debate going around it. And so this was happening at the beginning of last year, ladies and gentlemen. So just so we can put into context who the players are here in this conversation, and I have back up on the screen the article we were looking at. And so we're talking about how um, it was like this little Twitter conversation, a little salon going on 
between the transhumanists, okay? So you remember this, Lavingia wrote, uh, we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc. And it goes on to say the chat focused on possible world population collapse and the options of creating synthetic wombs as a solution. Musk, who has been an advocate of Mars colonization, said if there aren't enough people for Earth, then there definitely won't be for Mars, okay? So now we're supposed to believe that he's going to, like, start sending people up on uh, subway cars, uh, on uh, ski lifts to Mars, okay? So it says Buterin also weighed in his valuable input, saying that synthetic wombs would have, uh, would remove the high burden of pregnancy, significantly reducing the inequality. So SpaceX CEO Musk, who also shared media reports over the falling birth rate in different parts of the world, he said here, and we have the tweets up on the screen, uh, Musk says we should be more worried about population collapse. And this is where Lavingia said we should be investing in technology that makes having kids much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc. Musk says we should be more worried about population collapse. Okay, I told you so. Now that they're sending Musk out there, to take the side of shrinking population they have other players on the side of the overpopulation so they they just tug at each other in this wwe war when in fact they're all working on the same technologies so then this gurdeep Saul said this is an awful idea synthetic wombs for what why take on the risk and so that's where uh, Vitala Buterin jumps in with what we read before. The disparities in economic success between men and women are far larger once marriage and children enter the picture. Synthetic wombs would remove the high burden of pregnancy, significantly reducing the inequality. The inequality. And so it says here, uh, just so you know how they're how they're talking about it. what is an artificial womb and it says an artificial uterus or artificial womb is a device that would allow for extra corporeal pregnancy in this process the growth of the fetus is outside the body of an organism that would normally carry the fetus to term in a bbc report dated october 2019 it was reported that scientists in netherlands say they were within 10 years of developing an artificial womb that could save the lives of premature babies again we know that's tough at the heartstrings it goes on to say experts have noted that premature birth before 37 weeks can be a major cause of death among newborns however the concept of the artificial womb also raised ethical questions in 2017 something closest to an artificial womb was reported when a philadelphia research team revealed that the prototype biobag successfully supported lamb fetuses and you know that because we showed that to you here see what's great is we break down all this stuff so that when we go deeper into these articles you'll actually understand what we're talking about because we already learned about it It says the research found quote all emerged from the biobag healthy having seemingly evaded common complications associated with preterm birth end quote of course they killed the lambs and then further studied them okay now, just to show you how this information spreads quickly when they put the oligarch puppets in charge of promoting it. 
Uh, this is ScienceTimes.com uh, back in January 2022, right when this Twitter sort of conversation was occurring. It says here, artificial wombs wanted. Elon Musk, Vitalik Buterin, other crypto geeks discuss population collapse and ways of easing burden of pregnancy. And it goes on here to say, Vitaly uh, Dmitriev Vitalin Buterin, the Russian-Canadian programmer and writer who co-founded cryptocurrency Ethereum, suggested women should have artificial wombs. The U.S. Sun reported the 27-year-old crypto titan and other rich tech geeks proposed creating fake wombs to replace human mothers in childbearing in a bid to, quote, ease the burden of pregnancy. Now, let me just explain this quickly here. So when these articles start popping out, because I want you to see how the real world interprets this, when when it starts as sort of a Twitter war, a Twitter discussion to provoke reactions and emotions from, let's say, regular people, then they send in the bots to push the conversation one way or the other. What ends up happening is then they get all of these papers, and I'm not going to go through all of them. There was hundreds of reprints of this that cover it. And they talk about how these crypto geeks, which are sort of the trading card heroes to the new generation of kids, they look up to these guys as titans. It's basically like when I was a kid, uh, I'm 41, you know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, those were like the, the, the sort of guys you were supposed to look up to, the entrepreneurs, the big thinkers. And then the next round, they have like Peter Thiel, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, those type of guys, Jack Dorsey from Twitter, BizStone. And then now they have these, these, uh, crypto punks, right? That are the new hip and cool guys. So they send them out there to talk about this. But, but see, you are already armed with the real information. You are armed with the history of ectogenesis. So instead of just seeing this artificial womb is designed to stomp out inequality between men and women and allow women to keep making money because they don't have the burden of getting pregnant, having to give birth, and raising a child. So, you, you, you know, the kids see it that way, but you don't know, you now know the history of ectogenesis going back to 1924 from J.B.S. Haldane, this uh, British scientist whose father ran experiments on him, who was heavily involved with communist politics, uh, involved with eugenics and such. So that's where it comes from. But they use the crypto punks, the crypto cowboys to make it cool and make it hip. All right. So let me just show you now, in case you don't remember, this Vitalak Buterin. Okay, who is he? I've got his uh, Wikipedia up here. Uh, Russian-born Canadian programmer and writer who is best known as one of the co-founders of Ethereum. Buterin became involved with cryptocurrency early in its inception, co-founding Bitcoin Magazine in 2011. In 2014, Buterin launched Ethereum with Gavin Wood, Charles Hoskinson, Anthony D'Aroro, and Joseph Lubin. Now, you'd say, okay, Dustin, yeah, I kind of remember him. Well, where does he come from? Let me show you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to fast forward through an article I have here on Femex.com. That's P-H-E-M-E-X. 
It goes on to say, let's see, Buterin thought he would receive harsh feedback. He was convinced that experts would pick apart his grand concept of an all-encompassing blockchain ecosystem. However, that did not happen. This assured Buterin of the soundness of his ideas and strengthened his determination. A few months later, many of the project's core members, including Buterin, blah, 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 and blah, flew out to a Bitcoin conference in Miami to present Ethereum. This was the first time many of them had ever met in, quote, real life, end quote. Buterin was then awarded a $100,000 grant through the prestigious Theo Foundation, which allowed him to work on the project full time. And remember, folks, remember, 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 we've gone through the Thiel Foundation. That is Peter Thiel. That is the program in which he will approach up-and-coming technocrats Tell them if they drop out of college and come work in his incubator lab, he'll give them $100,000 to then develop the companies that he sees as being on the cusp of the future. And so we showed you do not pay.com, the robot lawyer designed to put lawyers out of business. Okay, fine. They have a bad rap. That's their own fault. But that's not the point of this, folks. The point is that robot lawyer is asking for all your personal information, your driver's license, social security card, any information you need for them to help you fight your case, fight the man. They're going to help you weed through the bureaucracy and fight the system. And at the same time, as robot lawyer grows out of Thiel's $100,000 fellowship, Thiel puts in $4.7 million, controls it in early rounds, and now Peter Thiel has access to the data that comes out of Robot Lawyer because he's one of the owners. And at the same time, Peter Thiel is backed by the CIA in QTEL, and he's partnered with the IRS and all of these other government agencies. So where does the data that you give to Robot Lawyer for your free robot services? Because Peter Thiel gave him the money because he's a philanthropist, and he wants to help you fight the man. The man in which he works for, the government, he has over $1.5 billion in open government contracts right now, Peter Thiel. One of which, his company Palantir, started with CIA money, is working with the IRS in a $100 million contract he got under the Trump administration in 2018 to help hunt you down, and they have the ability to take your financial transactions and to pin them up against your social media records, your phone records, and a lot of other information. And so now you see one of Peter Thiel's little minions here, Buterin, running around pushing the concept of synthetic wombs so that men and women don't end up facing inequality in the amount of stupid food coupons, cryptocurrency, monopoly money, fiat coins, or whatever else they want to tell you is important in this world. And so he is right on board. So there you go. You have Elon Musk and you have one of Peter Thiel's bitch boys now pushing the idea of synthetic wombs when Musk, remember, came out of the PayPal mafia with Peter Thiel, who was known as the Don of the PayPal mafia, the original, original digital currency, PayPal. And so Thiel behind the curtain, once again, 
behind one of his little minions who's starting this conversation, helping popularize the idea of synthetic wombs. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see how it all ties together? In the end, it's always the same people behind the curtain. In the end, the Wizard of Oz always appears. And so now we know, now we see the same technocrats, the same transhumanists, the same oligarchs, the same government frontmen, the same scumbags are always there behind the curtain. So now you know about these artificial wombs. Now you know about ectogenesis. Now you know about JBS Haldane. Now you know that Elon Musk and Peter Thiel's minions are out there pushing this idea that their robots, their artificial intelligence, their synthetic wombs can raise a child, can give birth to a child, can cultivate a child more efficiently, more safely than inside mommy's womb. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what they think of you. They are rendering women useless now. The war on men apparently is over. The war on women has just begun. They want to render you useless. They want to render you unnecessary. Because you need to be busy off at work, at your career, programming artificial intelligence, helping them move forward their genocide, their complete demise of humanity. Because folks, at the end of the day, men and women need to unite over this. Black and white need to unite. All religions need to unite because this is a war being waged against humanity. And the technocrats and the transhumanists want us out of the way. Whether it's artificial intelligence, killer AI robots, or growing children in a laboratory, these people, these whatever the hell they are, these sick, disgusting Frankenstein doctors, they don't like humanity. We are inefficient. We aren't safe. We carry disease. And so they've decided that it is time to engineer us, to program us, to hack us, to hijack us, to pirate us out of existence. As they listen to their king philosopher, Yuval Noah Harari, and the leader of the fourth industrial Reich, Klaus Schwab. They are all on board, folks. If humans don't come together, if humans don't just say no to the technocracy and to transhumanism, then our future will be gone and babies will be grown in laboratories and they will be owned by the corporations and the governments who own the laboratories in which these babies are born and grown. They don't need us anymore. Just like in the movie The Matrix, children do not need to be born. They only need to be grown. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to get your opinions on this. Feel free to reach out on Telegram, on Twitter, on pain.tv slash gold. 
Leave a five-star review and a comment over at Apple Podcasts. When we get back in the next episode, I will open up with this great video that I found on YouTube explaining the artificial womb. I think it will be a nice bookend to this conversation. This gentleman did a fantastic job. There's some good facts in there, good statistics. And I will let him close this out. And then we will move on to Joe Biden's executive order. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. This show is for all of humanity. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion. at pain.tv slash gold.